Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. We want to thank you all for coming in today and starting your weekend off with us. And we definitely have some exciting topics to go over. Um, And we are very excited to have you, our listener. Thank you so much for participating. And as always, do want to tell you all how to plug in with us. If you didn't already know, maybe you're a new listener. Um, We have a website, which is our treasure trove with all of our shows, and that's thehousinghour.com. So go to thehousinghour.com. You'll be able to find our guest link uh, to his website and also uh, be able to share that with friends or family. We'll have the show up and running within a couple of minutes after the show. And then also we're on uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. Um, You can find us on Twitter. Um, Our handle is at thehousinghour. So we'd love to find uh, you there to come like our page or follow us on Twitter. Um, and also sign up for our newsletter on thehousinghour.com, our frequent, uh, our frequent information that we will send out to you and keep you abreast of everything that's going on in Knoxville. And we also and have a free book ready. That's so right. So anybody who wants a free book, you sign up on the email account and I'll send it out to you. Homes, sweet homes. We've got that book. Also, Cut the Crap by Dana Dana Manciagli. Yes, absolutely. And those are two outstanding books. Two Cut good the, ones. Cut the Crap is really, um, you know, she saw, has a soft Cut approach. Cut the Crap, get a job. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, and then also the, the Home Sweet Home, absolutely hilarious. She's wonderful funny. book. She's, and it's an outstanding book. So those are some things to look forward to. And we are today talking about a topic that's very um, uh, much in the news, and that has to do, you hear a lot, if you watch CNBC, you watch CNN News, whatever you watch, you hear about these deals that are happening, bringing industry into into areas, bringing economic development. You see just last week, for instance, you had Senator Corker, I think maybe was one of the principal negotiators with uh, uh, VW, if I'm not mistaken, to, to secure that uh, SUV plant that they're going to build. I'm sure there were some backroom dealings there. But today we're talking specifically about the uh, real estate side of that, the commercial side of that, and how that really works. Because on the back end, you understand it happens. You see the signs go up and it all, you go and you walk into your brand new target and everybody's happy. But there's also individuals that are behind the scenes working the terms, making sure that contracts are met, making sure that timelines are in line, making sure, for lack of a better word, that the big home inspections are done, you know, those type of things. So today we have Justin Kazana. He is the principal with Cushman and Wakefield Cornerstone. And thank you for coming in, Justin. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And, you know, as I've, as as we've been thinking about and preparing for the show, um, I went to your website and I went and researched as much as I could. And I really wanted to come from you. What exactly do you guys do, actually? Well, locally, uh, Cushman and Wakefield Cornerstone, we are the top seller of commercial real estate and property management in the state of Tennessee. Okay. Uh, we handle have offices in Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga. We do work in the Tri-Cities as well. Uh, Cushman and Wakefield itself is a national, international brand with 160 offices and over 16,000 employees. Actually, the largest privately owned commercial real estate firm in the world. Wow. So, you know, we're, we're doing deals all over, uh, you know, all over the world, 
truly. And even, you know, in Europe, uh, Cushman Wakefield is the largest retail uh, broker uh, in the in the entire continent. And here uh, it is quickly growing and certainly becoming uh, one of the dominant players uh, around the commercial real estate. To be a good real estate agent from a residential standpoint, you have to know about certain things as it relates to the local economy, the local neighborhoods and things of that nature. However, it's not a requirement, I don't think, of the job. You need to have a, a working knowledge of it. But when you step into what you're doing on this commercial side, you have to have a real understanding of how economic development works, right? You know, it's extremely complicated. And right. I think the best example of, of the way to, to look at how, how these deals come together um, in just one one specific deal, the Whole Food Center that's being built right there at Kingston Pike and Paper Mill right on the interstate, that lease, and Whole Foods doesn't open for another six months, mm-hmm. that lease was signed in 2011. Wow. There was two years of due diligence that went in before that, and then it's almost three complete years from the time the lease was signed to the time that they actually are opening. Are you, you talking be, about options on a lease? No, no, not options. I'm talking about a lease being signed. Actual sign a, and a, pay. We are committed, and we are going here. Wow. Because um, then they go out, they um, get bids for contractors. They have to make sure that their permits are all in line. This right. is, you know, per the just schedule. Um, then you have to fill, maybe try to, as you probably fill in other vendors, other stores maybe that are based on, you got the anchor store, but now we got to fill these other spots up. You know, I see that happening now down towards Cedar Bluff. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, you know, Whole Foods was a very complicated deal. The the Cedar Bluff, the Kingston Corner development uh, that we're working on, I'm actually working on a deal in there right now mm. that, you know, uh, Doug Horn and Horn Properties are developing that uh, with the out parcels that you've seen right now. They're still working on getting an anchor for right. that center. Um, so, you know, but we're seeing more and more of these uh, retail tenants coming into Knoxville that we've been talking about, the the Whole Foods, uh, Publix, the Anthropologies, Trader Joe's, all that have opened or will open, you know, in the last two the years. The big restaurants you have. Yeah, the big restaurants are still coming Ruth, in. Chris, that just recently yep. came in, you have, what's it called, Houston's, um, not Houston's, and Turkey Creek. There's that steakhouse. You have these Flemings, Flemings sure. and there's a couple of others. It's just all, it's all happening. And I love this area, so I understand why. Yeah. But what's the real reason they're coming in? Mm. You know, I think the real reason is of all these big users, uh, Anthropology, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, people like that, they're in the big markets. They're in Nashville. They're in Atlanta. They're in Charlotte. So time, now it's time to start stretching out. They see that they have, uh, they've saturated those big markets. It's time to stretch out and see, you know, where is their disposable income? Because these are, you know, a Whole Foods is a high-end grocery store. It's expensive. Right. Uh, or it's more expensive than your, your typical grocery store. Yeah. Um, and so they're stretching out. They want to see where you've got the good demographics and want to take advantage of that. Mm. Uh, and you've got other uh, grocery stores like Kroger's. Kroger's knew that Whole Foods was coming to Knoxville. They knew that Publix was coming in. And so you see these Kroger's that have been around for, you know, 40, 50 years in these buildings say, you know, mm. we've got to upgrade our game. Right. We've got to develop our, you know, brand new centers and we're going to put them right next to our old centers so that when Publix comes into the market that everyone's already at the brand new Kroger and they can't imagine going anywhere else. You know, what happens, I think, just from the outside looking in, you have these new anchor stores coming in, these new developments like Trader Joe's. And so you're you're increasing the viability and the interest in those on the outer banks, if you will, of Knoxville, maybe wanting to start to move in closer so they can take advantage of these new facilities. So, um, and I think that's, that's kind of how 
the the cycle works. You have you have more business coming in. It, it happened back when we started America, when you had people settling and you had the locksmith that was needed. You needed you know a barber shop, you know, and all of these things are coming in, and that's good for economic development. And one of the questions I've always had when you see these uh, like Kroger's expand, you know, they had a great grocery store, but now they've gone to a superstore where it's almost like a super Walmart. But then they vacate a property that sits on the corner and it's empty. What happens? How do you revitalize? an old grocery store like we have one in West Knoxville near Cedar Bluff. That's a good question. How do you revitalize that? Well, it's extremely difficult because those owners, those buildings are usually owned by private individuals. The Mm. new Kroger at Cedar Bluff is owned by Kroger. That whole area was developed by Kroger. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that, that Kroger that's right there, the old Kroger is owned by an individual. And, you know, Kroger moved out with about a year left on their lease. They they still paid rent till the, till the, uh, till the term was up of their lease. Uh, but now it's sitting and, and, you know, the landlord's got to repurpose that building. And that's extremely difficult because it's, you know, a 64,000 square foot building. It's only got 19 foot ceilings. Uh, so there's a lot of difficulty in it in just finding someone to go in that space and you can't really divide it. You know, yeah, I mean, I would imagine you'd have to be very creative to get that place leased. To, I mean, somebody, that private individual is going to have to pay millions of dollars to have that rehabilitated and remodeled. And then maybe you could sell it in smaller office spaces. There's lots of options. Oak Ridge has went through a lot of that in Jackson Square Pharmacy mm-hmm. area. That's the one I think of. Um, and when Bill Witt owned Oak Ridge Sporting Goods and he reallocated that space and now the um, Bechtel Engineers is there. So I can see something like that happen, but the economic development has to be there. Right. Yeah, they do. And I mean, we've gone as far as uh, a client of mine looking at, at buying that building and scraping it, just taking it all the way down, sure. starting over. It's a good piece of property, great location, a lot right. of visibility, but the building just doesn't work and it's not worth the effort to try and, and fight and save the building. Now, now you're talking because that happens a lot on coastal properties mm-hmm. where the land that is, it sits on is actually better served just taking the property down. Do you see a lot of that actually? You know, it's got to be a great piece of property. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be, you know, the perfect location, the perfect uh, like the size. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just like it. it. It doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen a lot in Knoxville. You'd much rather try and repurpose a building. And, right. it, and it all depends on, you know, probably the age of the building as well. Yeah. And Crystal on Kingston Pike took their building, leveled it, and rebuilt yep. it. The same Crystal. I, I never could understand oh, yeah. that. <laughs> well, you know, the, the new Zaxby's on Kingston Pike. That's right down sure. there in the Bearden area. I mean, that was a, what was it, Wishbone. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a chicken place. They tore right. it down, put it in a chicken place. <laughs> Right, right, but but I guess, and this is this is why I'm amazed by what you do, and I'm so thankful that you came in and spoke to us because I see the type of work that you do. You have to think that whole all the way forward when you're when you're giving um, guidance to a client, and, and you have some clients that are just top of the top of the billing. You know, Willis of Tennessee, who is a sponsor of the St. Jude Charity Classic, by the way, IHOP, ADT, Ruby Tuesdays. You have some of these big hitters, and when they come to you and they say, "Here's what we want to do." Um, you need to know how to advise them, you know? So, I mean, if you are out there, we have a lot of listeners, especially in the real estate world. When you um, are thinking about doing a big change like this, we always talk about when you're buying a home, get pre-qualified first. That's what you need to do. But where you sit, why don't you tell us the steps that when somebody's out there, maybe an entrepreneur, maybe somebody that does have an existing building, they want to upgrade because there's so much that goes into it. It's not just going down and finding another building, right? No, it's it's extremely difficult. Right. And and the key is having that knowledge in your head that other people don't have because, you know, as you guys know in the real estate business, uh it's changed a lot because it used to be with the MLS system, we were the only ones with access to the MLS. We were the only ones that could tell you that this building was available or how many square feet or how much it costs. Mm-hmm. And now it's all out there. Mm-hmm. What you have to know now is 
what buildings might be available, what buildings are struggling because they're, you know, maybe they are, their owners can't pay their note and is looking for someone to get them out, get them out from underwater. The human um, intelligence. Yeah, the human intelligence that you've got to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the big key. Um, when it comes to finding buildings for new clients, you know, we, I mean, I'm in the middle of 27 deals right now wow. in retail and office. So, you know, it's, it's the nice part about it is you have to have, you automatically get that knowledge because mm-hmm. you're already out there and you're already working towards it. So you've got this basic information and you've got to sit down because every client's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, every client is not necessarily looking for, uh, you know, they may be looking for 10,000 feet, but is that 10,000 feet with uh, 25 private offices? Is it only two private offices? Mm-hmm. You know, do they need to be West? They need to be downtown. And you know, the number one rule in real estate is still, you know, commercial real estate is still, where does the boss live? Mm. It may not make any sense, but if the boss lives close, then right. it, then you can try and you can put them there. So, so it's still location, 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 it really it, but it's just location of the boss. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, I mean, that is a factor. I remember I was in a class once, uh, an SIOR class, and I was dealing with a, uh, a, a guy that reps, does nothing but tenant rep work in New York. So mm-hmm. a big wow. time broker. And uh, he's done, does millions of square feet in a year. And he said, what's the number one rule? And everyone kind of sat there and he said, where does the boss live? Wow. And that's, you know, even there, that's, that's what matters. So, I heard Donald Trump say that once. Yeah. No, I didn't. But actually, that's, it makes sense. You know, that really does. That must have been from the Industrial Revolution. I mean, it had to be close. <laughs> but, yeah. but now I think if you think about where positions, where you find the most buildings that are vacant, and just what I can see, you certainly find them interior, like the Cedar Bluff Kroger is an example. But a lot of times you find them on the outskirts of the city. Sure. I, I, you know, down towards Lenore City, there's a lot of space down on Kingston Pike, down that way. Um, I think that that it's got to grow from within. And I don't know that there's any fact to that, but it just seems to me that the best way for economic development to do is to flourish from inside of a city out. Um, you know, the trickle down uh, economics type of mentality, you know, kind of does work in this situation, I believe. But when we get back, if you if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneur and, and what what you could offer someone like that, somebody who has an idea and they need to find how to put that into action. So let's talk about what that looks like, because I think that's an interesting topic um, because they've got to get a building. They need to know what their income is going to be and all of those things. And I'm sure you have lenders that you work with. So we're going to discuss that. Uh, We're having some very interesting topics here today. We're here with Justin Kazana. He is the principal at Cushman and Wakefield Cornerstone. And uh, we'll have all of his contact information up on the housinghour.com. Come back right now after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Don't forget to go to thehousinghour.com after the show. Share this with friends and family and connect with us. Um, as well as maybe pick up a free book while you're there. Why not? Absolutely. You know? I mean, you go. I went to Barnes and Noble yesterday, and I couldn't believe the cost of some of the books. This I was in the seventy-five percent off section. 
and still spent like twenty five dollars on stuff. We're offering a hundred percent, hundred percent off, hundred percent off, and we'll even ship it to you. Absolutely. Actually, we'll we'll have you pick it up at your closest branch, but yeah, we will ship them as well. But if you have trouble, let me know. We'll Absolutely, get it to you. we're going to have her on the bestsellers list before it's over with. Right, it's, they're moving. <laughs> it's going to be us. I, I, I do have a limited limited amount, so I understand. I understand. Um, well, I do want to tell you guys real quick about one of our sponsors, and that is uh, Terry Adams, Phyllis Burnett over at Admiral Title. Um, they do a fantastic job with the residential real estate closings. And we are just excited to have them as a part of our team. Um, we look at it more of a race, like let's say a 400 meter race when you have the baton, the team race. And you got to hand that off, buddy. It's got to be just right. And it has to get into that other person's hand. And then they have to be full sprint ahead. When that baton gets dropped, problems occur. They go from winning the gold medal to now not even being on the stage. So the closing doesn't happen. They are the folks that are going to grab that baton and run and sprint to the end. And they're going to do it in a way that's going to make you look good, make you happy if you're a realtor or you're a lender out there. Now, if you're just um, uh, just somebody buying a cash property, great. Then go directly to them. They can do the real estate search. They can do all that. But they really do a great job. And they can be reached at 865-531-6060. And Mark, you were mentioning before we came back on air that they repurposed the whole old home federal building. It was the SunTrust building or not. Right there on Regions. Keith Pike. Yeah, yeah. In front of uh, Sonic and uh, The Rush. They have done an outstanding job with that. So there is a market for that. There's no doubt about it. Um, and before we went off um, this last break, we were talking a little bit about just about economic development and, and what it is that Justin does. And we were talking more in general terms about all the things that goes into his job, which he said he has 27 deals working right now. And that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of sellers and buyers and a lot of a lot of people that you're working. And I'm sure you have a team of people. You could not do this all by yourself, I'm sure. No, we have a we have a total staff of twenty two, including right. brokers, property managers, and ancillary staff. So right. you know, it's uh, nine brokers. Uh, property management controls. You know, mm-hmm. manages more than three and a half million square feet of commercial space around mm. East Tennessee, uh, and then the the rest of our support staff. So no, these are. It's very difficult to do the volume that we do mm-hmm. with a small staff. So there's a there's a lot of overhead that goes into it. And I'm sure you know Cushman and Wakefield. You said they were the largest. Uh, you told me they were the largest. What did you tell Privately us? held. Privately mm-hmm. held. And and partly of why you're with them is because of their philosophy, I'm sure, and how they operate. Talk a little bit about your company, how how great your company is to work for. You know, it, it is really nice working with Cushman and Wakefield because there is really no separation between the corporate world and then, you know, us down in Pitley, Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get complete, you know, complete support for what, what we do. And, you know, one of the tenants that, that we handle um, I remember we were looking for daytime demographics, so mm. not just where people sleep, but where they are during the day. And those are obviously very in, important demographics to pull out and very difficult to find. I run over those things all the time on the road. Yeah, well, I, not, I, I wish it was that easy. Oh, and okay. it, uh, But you know what? I sent out an email to a, a retail exchange group that we have that's 750 retail-only brokers uh, around the world for Cushman and Wayfield and said, hey, I've got a question. Does anybody do this or know a, of an app or a website? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had 25 email responses wow. and, and one of them just said, just send me the addresses and I'll, I'll get it done for you. And, you know, that afternoon I had it. So, wow. you know, That's having fantastic. that kind of support, um, having that, you know, every year we're getting together for a symposium and there are 2000 brokers that are there mm-hmm. everywhere from Singapore to New York to Knoxville to Miami uh, and talk about what's going on and how the, how the markets are changing and what where 
Cushman and Wakefield um, is and where they're growing. And they're and they're the nice part about it is if it was just our Knoxville office, mm-hmm. there were a lot of places we could not get inside. But sure. because you know we have the ability to bring in these specialty practice groups. I mean, we have a healthcare practice group that does nothing but hospitals and and doctor groups we have Mm -hmm. a federal practice group that does nothing but gsa type work Um, capital markets does nothing but sell industrial grade you know office and retail buildings Mm -hmm. Uh, so there are experts that we can lean on all around the world uh, that allow us uh, to leverage our knowledge for the local knoxville users i'm sold Sounds like Mortgage Investors Group. Well, it really does. And one of the interesting thing is with, you know, expansion being an important component of our economy improving, uh, it sounds to me, and when you drive down Kingston Pike, you see all the construction and all the uh, shopping areas that are being built and everything. I'm sure you have a hand in all of that, bringing them in. Um, What is this doing for our economy? What does it look like from, let's say, five years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, obviously, if you look back and see where retail was five years ago, I mean, it, it, it certainly took a nosedive. Uh, you know, retail or commercial follows the housing market by about 18 months. Uh, oh, you know, wow. they said that, and I had, I had never experienced it at the time. I hadn't been through a recession while in the business. I'd been in the recession from a family standpoint because my father is, is in commercial real estate for 45 years. But, you know, they said it's 18 months, and it was almost to the day. I mean, it was, and it everything started to trail off. The activity stopped. Uh, you start seeing the retailers, the local retailers, start to struggle. Um, not as much on the corporate side. Corporate, they struggled, but they were able to survive because they had fairly deep pockets. You see, a lot of the local mom and pop operations, you know, struggle to pay rent. Um, and you know, as a working as a broker and on a property management side, you you want to work with them as best you can. Whether it's a couple months free rent, whether it's reducing their rent. Just so, because it's a whole lot less expensive mm-hmm. just to take reduced rent for a couple months than it is to try and replace a tenant, because right. who knows how long that's going to take. Banks are dealing with that on the foreclosure yes. side of things all day, yeah. And and it's, you know, it's gotten better now, mm-hmm. uh, but now, but it's been, you know, over the course of time, and you mentioned the economic development, you know, Knoxville went through that stretch where it was pretty quiet, uh, but truly in the last, uh, in the last just six months, you know, the- It's for, just exploded. It has. Um, you know, Fresenius, which bought a large building out at, uh, out at industrial or, uh, forks of the river, uh, that's going to bring in thousands of jobs. The, and then in Anderson County last week, the oh. big announcement with Senator Corker and I believe oh. Senator Alexander was there as well as the governor that SL Tennessee was expanding their mm-hmm. operations in Clinton, uh, you know, but another thousand jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, gosh, for the last seven, eight years, Knoxville has been looking down at, at Nashville and Chattanooga and going, where, why isn't it here? Right. Why isn't it coming yeah, here? Yeah, because Nashville is like the number one job spot in the country. It is unbelievable. And it is uh, the way Nashville is growing. Um, I've been, you know, I spent time there and we, we obviously have an office there and uh, in an area called Maryland Farms, which is in Brentwood. Um, huge office complexes, a lot like the Pellissippi Parkway area here. Vacancy. At, of office space in Maryland Farms is 3%. Wow. They are 97% leased. And and they said if, if you want to lease space, you better be 10,000 square feet, you better be credit, and you better be ready to sign a 10-year deal. Mm. Uh, you know, the market downtown is exploding. Um, it is just shocking what's happening in Nashville. And I was with a, a, a very good friend of mine, had breakfast with her um, a couple months ago, and she actually works on the governor's staff. And she says their number one goal right now is to not become Atlanta. Because Atlanta just grew without any type of right. uh, control, and and it, and you see what's happening to Atlanta now, mm-hmm. and that's what they're trying to rein in. But, in but when you see explosion like that, prices go up. Yeah, you know, values, lands go up, everything goes up. Does that push them to Knoxville? 
Uh, it does on a point. Uh, you know, we are not seeing office users move to Knoxville, but just because, you know, Nashville is too expensive, let's move to Knoxville. Uh, what we're seeing are uh, these uh, institutional grade buyers who want to go out and want to buy a shopping center, want to buy a um, an office building or, or an industrial building. You know, they look into Nashville and they look at the, what we talked about, the, the Whole Foods Center in, in Green Hills that just sold for an unbelievable amount. And they look at it and they say, we can't afford Nashville anymore. It's too expensive. You've got to have such deep pockets to get in there. So let's look at Knoxville. Let's look at Chattanooga. And that's what we've seen in the last couple of, you know, just in the last year in deals that we've been involved in. The the Centerpoint office complex deal that closed last week uh, was a deal that we did. You know, a $9 million deal was sold to a group out of Chicago. Uh, the Baptist Hospital downtown, uh, a deal that John Adams, one of my partners, sold, sold that whole complex to a group out of Georgia. Uh, so you are seeing, you know, uh, the two center square downtown was sold two years ago, um, along with the Hilton parking garage to a, uh, to a group out of Nashville. So mm-hmm. you're seeing lots of outside investors come into Knoxville and, and try and take advantage of, uh, lesser lease, ex- you know, property that's not nearly as expensive as it is in Nashville, just because people aren't fighting over it as hard. Well, and you look at when people are deciding on where to go, there's certain factors they play and they put into the computer, right? And one of those is a a number where they say, okay, here's what this deal is going to cost us if we go to Nashville. Mm -hmm. Here's what this deal is going to cost us if we go to Knoxville. And I'm sure you have some long-term numbers that are geared in there as well. But it seems to me, based upon Knoxville, it's got to be a more attractive buy for a lot of people. Because you talked about saturating, you know, Nashville is saturated. You've got, you know, all of those mall areas are completely booked. So Knoxville's got to be a good alternative to that, I would imagine. It really is. And I think when people do their due diligence on Knoxville, they will look and see that there's such stability in Knoxville, that we're not mm-hmm. Las Vegas, we're not Florida. When, when we get, Did we get hit by the recession? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, right. Did we get hit like a lot of places are? Right. No, not even close. Because we've got, uh, you'll always have the University of Tennessee, you'll mm. always have TVA, you'll always have Oak Ridge National Labs, and those are huge infusions of cash Every year that's going to keep the economy stable and, and going to keep those, you know, keep people in Knoxville. What about, um, you know, when you bring these companies in and these big buyers are coming in and they're looking at these properties, they also have to be looking at infrastructure mm-hmm. from the city and the county perspective, size of the roads, what its capacity to handle. I I, I noticed H.T. Uh, Hackney when they went out in Loudoun County, um, I think they built them a bridge. The county uh-huh. built them yeah, a bridge. Yeah, a whole exit. Yes. A whole exit right. for, for just them. How do you equate that into... Uh, your formulas when you're talking to customers. I mean, isn't that a question that they have? It is. Uh, and someone like that, that is a, a complete economic development question. And when you get into economic development, you're talking about money from the county and the state uh, in the city to be involved in that. And that's that's extremely difficult because H.T. Hackney, they weren't going anywhere. They were going to stay in right, the Knoxville region. Yeah. Uh, but every day, um, the Chamber of Commerce and the county and the city and, and the state are fighting against uh, Nashville, Austin, Charlotte, Birmingham, Roanoke, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Roanoke, Virginia. yeah, uh, well, similar sizes. Um, okay. Because there are all these users that want to come to different cities, and it's not necessarily about the real estate. If you if you take it's a giant funnel, and it starts at the top, and you get to the bottom of the funnel, and it's the real estate. Because overall, you know, a piece of property that's going to cost ten million dollars in Knoxville might cost eleven million dollars in Roanoke. Um, maybe, or maybe it won't, but in the end is a million dollars really going to make, make the big deal. Uh It's about, it's about jobs. Uh, it's about quality. It's about educational quality. It's about 
ta- huge tax incentives mm-hmm. um, that they're having to compete against before they can even come to Knoxville. And you look at a state, you know, like Texas, uh, from what you know, Ronda Rice of the Chamber has told me in the past. You know, it's just a matter of opening the checkbook and just how many hundred dollar bills can you throw out there? Not in a bribery standpoint, just an incentive standpoint that Texas just has huge. (laughs) Yeah, we know how it works. That would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have two minutes left in this segment. And then in the last closing segment, I want to wrap it all up for the common listener. But I do want to think about this as we go to close this break, because you look at where Knoxville is positioned and you look at the interstate corridors that we have. You look at how close we are to your Charleston, your Hilton Head. I mean, even Orlando. It's not that far, guys. And, you know, we're close to Atlanta. We're close to Nashville. I've lived in Atlanta. I know Atlanta. Knoxville's not Atlanta. I was about to go off on that Lyndon B. That, that quote from the debate from the president. But Knoxville is such a great choice. And I'm not just saying that because I live here. I love Knoxville. I would not live anywhere else. I lived in Atlanta for three years. And I think you've lived there. And I think our producer Adam has as well. And it's a great place. I love to, to visit there. But Knoxville has so many advantages over over those other bigger cities. Um, are there disadvantages? Well, it depends on what you consider a disadvantage. Some people may consider that an advantage. So Knoxville, for those out there listening, and I know that we're worldwide on the World Wide Web, thehousinghour.com, if you're over there in China listening, and maybe you make small vehicles, <laughs> come call me and I'll get you hooked up with the right person because I think there's such a, a vast... Um, opportunity. When I'm flying in and out of Knoxville, I see there is so much space. Now we've got to use our existing space. We have a lot of, uh, I don't know, what's the percentage of space available in Knoxville? Do you know that off the top of your head? Well, that, that's kind of broad, but yeah. in, in office space, let's just limit it to the Pellissippi Par- Parkway yeah. corridor. It's about 17% vacancy. Yeah. So you have a lot of available space right here in good old Knoxville. So let's just wrap it up in this last segment, talk a little bit more. And um, you know what? Knoxville is a great place. And I hope that you are glad that you call it home because I sure am. So go to thehousinghour.com, check out all of our information and come back right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. I hope that you've woken up because we're late in the morning now. We're rocking and rolling here on the Housing Hour. We're so thankful to have all of our listeners coming in and supporting us. And it's really been a, a fascinating show, and I hope that you've enjoyed it. And if you have, Please do us the favor of going to our Facebook page and liking our page. Share the show with friends and family. Um, Also, please go to our website. Pick up a free book. Who doesn't like free? Um, And just please, let's get involved. Let's find out what we can do as Knoxvillians, as Tennesseans, as Americans, and as worldwide uh, livers. I don't know what the actual call, what you would call the the pedestrians of, of the world. But there's so much going on here. My mind is is racing because this has been a really eye-opening and ear-popping um, talk with Justin. And uh, we do have Justin Kazana here with uh, Cushman and Wakefield Cornerstone. And before I get to him, real quick, I do need to give a plug for my good friend, um, Scott, Scott Higgins. Uh, he does a tremendous job. Um, the name of his company... Uh, 
has left me right at this moment. Prudent Energy, <laughs> Prudent Energy Systems. Systems. And, you know, we have discussed doing the solutions and fixing the problems, and he's going to be implementing those. Because you guys have been here, we've been talking about the audit, we've been talking about the energy audit for several months now, and we've done ours at the Ray household. We've come up with the things that we need to have fixed, and now we're going to execute those. So Prudent Energy Systems, you can go to our website, the, click the link, and get more information about doing an energy audit. We've had several people calling and getting audit. And the president of our company called and said, hey, I think I need that done on my house. Yep, and so hers is scheduled. We're going to have hers done. Um, It's really an amazing thing. Your thermal envelope, if it's broken, there's problems. You need to get your thermal envelope And if you own a home, it's broken. It's broken. Mine's broken. Yours was broken, and now it's not. So if you want more information about that, go to our website, thehousinghour.com, and click right there on Prudent Energy Systems. You'll see their tag. And I'm sure we'll be having Scott out soon for another show. So. Um, back into the topic at hand, and we were talking about um, Knoxville and the market that we um, have here from a commercial standpoint. And what I'm amazed at, I'm not amazed at the vacancy rate. It was 17%. Did you say it yes. was on the, in the Pillsbury Corridor? Mm-hmm. I'm not so much. Um, I'm not so much shocked about that. I guess. I guess I am a little, but more. What I want to know is if somebody is in a place that they feel they could be better served in one of these other properties. Maybe you're a business owner and you've you've outgrown your space and now you have like 25 people in a cubicle that fits 15. Or, you know, you've got 250 employees and the building really is maxed out at 200 and you're just fitting people in. I mean, frankly, we're our building is pretty maxed out, you know, and um, and that's the thing that when Chuck and Chrissy started the company in 1989, they leased properties all over Knoxville, and then in 1998, they decided to build a property, and they built a property off of Gallaharvey Road, and then they built it, and then they sold it, and then they leased it back on a long-term lease, and and that is a smart way because they knew what they wanted, they they drew the floor plans, they got what they wanted, but you know what? We're almost at capacity, you know, and we're definitely not laying people off. And we're only hiring people. So maybe you're in that situation and you want to know what the process is in order for you to start. Now, for a home buyer, it would be to get pre-qualified and then go out and start shopping. But maybe that's not the case. So why don't you tell me if you are a small business owner? And I, I mean, you know, small business could be up to what, 180 employees? Is that what a small business? Just 200, I think. 200? Mm-hmm. You may be a mid-sized business. I mean, Knoxville has a, a pretty healthy small business and mid-sized business company. What's their first steps if they want to upgrade? Um, who do they talk to? What do they do? Well, you know, the first step is is realizing, you know, figuring out your basic needs, and and Cushman and Wayfield can help you do that. And we do help man we manage y'all's building. So oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we sure do. do. Yeah, <laughs> so right. you know, and that's and that's what's really hard, especially in these volatile markets, as far as business goes, because you don't have a great grasp on how big your business is going to be. Mm-hmm. You could be five people. At the beginning of the year, you could be 25 at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a long time, before the crash, before the recession, a lot of people were buying. There were a lot of condos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the issue with that is, say you buy 3,000 feet now, and if something happens to the market, all of a sudden you only need 1,000 feet and you're stuck. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not a lot you can do. If you're stuck in the middle of a condo project and you can't, you maybe you have 40 people now and you need 6,000 feet and you can't grow. So that's what's driven driven the leasing market around, and that's mm-hmm. what we spend a lot of time working on. So, you know, what we like to do before we even start looking at buildings, it's sit down and talk about your business plan. Where are you now? Where are you going to be uh, in five years? Where are you going to be in two years? What is technology going to do to your operation that could uh, require more space or could uh, require less space? 
Um, are you going to shift from a heavy office use like a law firm uh, to a to a smaller, you know, to open space with with more collaborative space? Because that's going to require less space and it's going to be less expensive. You know, uh, the way I describe people, the, the cost of an office is a solid core door frame and hardware cost a thousand dollars. That's just a basic rule of thumb. Hmm. So if if you've got a thousand, if you've got a hundred offices, well, then you just spent you know a hundred thousand dollars on doors alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know if you are, you've got to look at these factors and see what's out there. See if you know so many people, so many law firms and all, and medical firms have these huge file rooms, these huge libraries that they have no need for anymore. Digitize it. Yeah, digitize it. You're on the you're on the web. You don't have to go grab some forty pound book out of the library or some mm-hmm. giant file. Um, every all of a sudden, you've just reduced your size by, uh, you know, maybe maybe twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see more and more when you, you've got to talk about infrastructure for a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the reasons that I think downtown is struggling a little bit because mm-hmm. there's no office building has been built downtown in almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got these companies that have these huge infrastructure requirements uh, that have have to have fiber, that have to have a separate HVAC unit just for their server room. Uh, that are, you know, are want to jam all these people into a space, a call center type space where you have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one person for every hundred square feet, whereas an, a law office has one person for every 600 square feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, right. you know, you've got a smaller footprint in the building. Well, you know, you can move out west. You've got front door parking, and I'm talking Pellissippi Parkway or in mm-hmm. the Bearden area. You've got front door parking. You've got these new buildings that have, you know, 25 to 40,000 square foot footprints. So you're you've, you're much more efficient, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very you know it, it can be very difficult to deal with. Are the prices more expensive? Yes, it's new construction, right? Uh, but you're not having you get what you pay for. Yeah, you're not having to pay with park for parking. Your utilities are going to be less because you've got brand new a you know or close to new HVAC units. You've got you know low flow water systems in the mm-hmm. bathrooms. You know there are all these different factors that go into mm-hmm. it. Now downtown has a market. I've got buildings downtown, and I love downtown. Mm-hmm. I love being on Market Square. But there's only so many KUB build type buildings that yes. you can house big industry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And, and downtown has its place. There you always will have attorneys downtown. Mm-hmm. You will always have you know a lot of uh, networking users downtown, and that's you know. I, any 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 Wednesday or any Thursday, I love to have lunch downtown just because I get to see people and, and sure. there's a place for networking. Let me ask you a, a question. Place. This is a crazy question. Let's say Mark and I, you know, we want to partner up and you know we have a vision and we want to build a building. I know that that may seem to some to be impossible to do, but I believe anything is possible, as Halloran says, because what you're talking about is we need buildings that have infrastructure and have space. And I know it would be a big ordeal, but could somebody do that? Could somebody just say, hey, I'm going to start a company. I'm going to buy some land. I'm going to leverage everything I have, and I'm going to buy this land, and I'm, I've got a vision, and I'm going to build a skyscraper like you have. Not a skyscraper, but like the first Tennessee building. That's a skyscraper. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it is. And, and, you know, is that even remotely possible, or is that just a dream? Yeah, vision doesn't pay the bills, right. unfortunately. At least not. <laughs> it does in my job. <laughs> not, you know, I'm staying not, away from you then, Kevin. <laughs> not not from the very start. And and here's what right. you thought. Let's just say, let's say you want to build 100,000 square feet. Don't stomp on my dreams. No, I wouldn't <laughs> just do that. Uh, let's say you want to build a 100,000 square foot building. Okay. Um, and you're not going to occupy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lender is going to look at it and say, you need to be about 50% occupied or 50% okay. pre-leased before you're able Write to Write this that down, out. Mark. 
Now that's a big building. Yeah. If you're if you're an, an owner occupier, that changes. You know, you know this. Or in Manhattan. Business. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> But in, in the uh, if you're an owner occupier, that changes the whole financial structure. That's mm-hmm. going to change where you're going to where you're going to go for lenders. That's going to change everything about it. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about a what we'll call a spec building, mm-hmm. you know, speculative that you that you're not going to be fully leased, mm-hmm. and which which happens on Pelosi Parkway. This is what we do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be somewhere around fifty percent leased. For you got to have signed. You got to have people signed deposits yes. in, and that's what I'm talking about. So you're you're definitely saying that it's possible, but you would have to put you'd have to beat bushes and you would have to get signatures and you would have to get a lot of people to believe in the same vision that you have the newest building that was that was built in knoxville it's the first multi-tenant office building privately owned office building built in knoxville in six years is out of century park building seven forty thousand square feet uh we signed great west casualty to take twenty five thousand of that they signed they signed the deal june 7th and we had them in in april that's so you can build a forty thousand square foot building how big is the mig building uh, right at 40,000 feet or so. So that's what Chuck and Chrissy did, but they were occupying it. And they were automatically going to take like 60 or 70%. Huge factor. And that their lenders have their, their lending ears on a little bit bigger when you're going to come in and say, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm already paying this over here. And so that's why it made sense. And for a business owner, somebody, you know, they did a study, the Mayo Clinic did a study, this has been a few years ago, about small um, children that their parents weren't buying them big enough shoes. And they were putting them in smaller shoes because they were trying to cut corners, they're trying to save money. And what happened was in the study they did, these children's feet were not growing in the appropriate way, and it was stunning the growth of the feet. So if you're a business out there and you're feeling like it's kind of tight and you're squeezing those Reeboks on every morning, you're stunning the growth of your feet. And you need to buy shoes that fit. And if you want your business to grow, then you really need to think about, you know, tapping your heel and looking to see how much space you have up there in the toe area. Because if not, and if you don't want to grow and if you want to stunt the growth, that's fine. He's working those leases already. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. <laughs> but doesn't that, I mean, that that's a medical thing, but doesn't that kind of fit the same thing? It's a factor. And yeah. it's, you know, we will get in before. That means no. Yeah, no, no, it is a factor. I mean, you're, you're going to sit down and you're going to decide, you know, where are you going to be in, in, in two years? Because you're right. signing a five-year lease most right. likely, uh, unless you can just move into some space that's perfect and ready to go. You're committed to five years and you've mm-hmm. got to know. And we'll sit down, especially if we're going into new construction, mm-hmm. you know, you want to sit down with an architect so you know exactly how many offices you have, exactly how many conference rooms, everything that goes mm-hmm. into it so that you know, all right, we need 6,200 feet. Yeah. Okay. Well, where where are we going to be in in five years? Well, we're going to need seventy seven hundred square feet. That's when the search starts. That's when you okay. can start narrowing. I got the list. you. So you've well, you know, we do a lot of due diligence before we even get on the road. You know, Scripps is in Knoxville. Um, HGTV. I don't know of a commercial real estate show on HGTV, but we need one because this would be a good thing. Because you've been very very interesting, and you know your stuff. You know, oh, yeah. if you're out there and you're thinking that you need to get some guidance on these type of subject matters. This is the person to call. I mean, I'm not kidding. He knows what he's talking about. And if you need lease space, talk to him. And then I will present my vision to you <laughs> on what we're going to do for this big building. I'm kidding. But um, it's, it's just been a great conversation. And, you know, I, I think about all of the businesses, this 15% vacancy factor. If, if you have people that are going to fill those vacancy factors and they're going to they're going to make it go down. Well, that means more more space is becoming available. Right. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully that economic development is okay. is going to bring people into Knoxville and okay. take that space because that's 
you know, as a broker, we'll do it because you're representing landlords and there's fees involved. Right. But you don't want to move someone, you know, company A from building X to building Y. Well, that's kind of, but with your reach, because you have somebody that's upgrading to a bigger space that's an existing property. That's a great use. And then you have somebody that they need to upgrade to their space. So it's, you have the, the network readily available the 27 transactions, I mean, I'm sure there's some of that happening. So you can, uh, somebody's upgrading. Well, then that can be filled in right here because you have somebody that needs a bigger space and vice versa. Same thing with residential. We see at closings, there's four or five truck, you know, moving vans because it's back to back to back to back. So that's part of what you guys do. I'm sure. No, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's a huge factor of it. And that's, you know, we, every day we do it and that, you know, that's 17, percent vacancy that is not a huge number right. it's higher no, than know. we want it to be right you know ideally knoxville's or that area is probably at nine or somewhere between nine and eleven but you know 17 percent is not a horrible factor no i agree i completely agree and some areas are lower than others sure. and some yep. areas are a little higher so we've had today a great conversation and i want you guys to definitely take note of this gentleman's name his name is justin kazana and uh, he may run for office someday i don't know he's got his just voted pin on i'm married i, no. I, I, I <laughs> I want to stay that way. <laughs> I understand. Uh, it's been a great conversation. He is with Cushman and Wakefield Cornerstone, um, and we're going to have all this contact information right on our website. So go click on that right now. And uh, we definitely want to thank our sponsors, Mortgage Investors Group, uh, for all that they do for us. We want to thank them for the last 25 years of helping American dreams come true. And if you guys need, go to MIGCharityClassic.com. That's how we're celebrating. We're giving back to our community. We'd love for you to go there and learn more about our golf tournament. But either way, we'll see you next next week right here on the housing hour that's the housing hour with kevin ray for today join kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not you need to know so come here to find out this program is presented by mortgage investors group 